Hello, you are listening to the Nourish Gut Podcast. This space is for the woman who is suffering from digestive issues like IBS and SIBO. I am your host, Carly Raven. I am a naturopath, clinical nutritionist, gut health expert, and mother. My mission is to help educate you about IBS and SIBO and take you on a journey to resolving your digestive issues. I will have real conversations and give you solutions that I know actually work. So if you're ready to be bloat-free, poo better, have more energy and become free from the fear of food, then you are in the right place. Hello and welcome back to the Nourish Gut Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking you through the antibiotic alternative and we're going to be looking at holistic methods for overcoming SIBO without the need for antibiotics. Now, this is something that uh, many people do. So either way, whether that's taking antibiotics, um, commonly known as rifaximin uh, or neomycin for the treatment of SIBO, or they're taking alternate routes and using herbal medicines, dietary therapies, uh, and other combined therapies known to treat SIBO. But what I really want to focus on today is looking at why we prefer in our clinic to at least start off with using herbal medicines to treat IBS and SIBO because of the outstanding clinical outcomes that we see. And I'm not saying that we don't use medications or refer for the use of medications with our patients because we definitely do and we'll explore some of that today. But our herbs offer such a great holistic alternative method uh, to antibiotic therapy. And I know over in the States, over in America, antibiotic therapy is really quite big for the treatment of SIBO in particular. In Australia, unfortunately, it's it's not as recognised um, in terms of SIBO as a condition um, and also the, the treatment of SIBO and the prescription of antibiotics. And often uh, we're having to do a lot of work in our clinic to get, you know, our patients even accepted and on a medication like rifaximin when we see the need. So it's a lot of communication to and from, you know, the practitioner and finding the right uh, GP or gastroenterologist to get that prescribed. And then the dosage is the whole other thing, you know, making sure that um, patients are taking the right dosage to get the right response based off the research and things like that. And when, you know, not all health professionals are educated about all of these things, it can make it really tricky and there's a few hurdles. Um, And antibiotic therapy in itself uh, for SIBO using uh, rifaximin or neomycin also isn't always really effective. And I love to come back to our naturopathic principles here of herbal medicine and how herbal medicine can be so effective and What I find in our practice is that most of the time herbs respond better in patients and quicker. And is it because they're in their most natural form, closest to nature? Is it because we're combining it with other things like prebiotics, probiotics, dietary therapies, changing habits, changing lifestyles? Most likely. But we can also do that 
with patients taking antibiotics. So over my time of treating SIBO, it's been really interesting to be using both treatment options and tracking the outcomes for these SIBO patients. And I wanted to share some of that with you today. So before I kind of jump in anymore, I just thought I would take a step back for a little second. We're talking about SIBO here. This stands for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Um, Rifaximin is a medication that is used for hydrogen-dominant SIBO. Neomycin is a uh, uh, medication that you would use for methane SIBO. So if you had both types of SIBO, you would be taking both types of antibiotics. And this kind of really alludes to, and I've spoken about making sure you know and you're testing to work out, you know, if you have SIBO number one, what type of SIBO you have number two, because then you know what herbs and what antibiotics you would need. And then working out how severe that SIBO is because it can give you an indication of, you know, how long that treatment timeline might look, how many herbal rounds or rifaximin medication rounds are you going to need in order to effectively treat that SIBO. So that's just a little bit of a snapshot into some of the things we're going to be talking about today. In terms of, I really want to focus on rifaximin today because I would say it's the most commonly one used. Um, it in itself is selective mostly to the small bowel and it's relatively safe. Like there isn't um, a huge amount of, you know, damage or um, microbiome shifts that you see that happen in the large intestine because it is selective to the small intestinal um, area, which is where SIBO is occurring, right? So that's really good. We know that like, well, if we are going to use it, that it's relatively safe, it's got a good safety profile. Um, there are some side effects um, and some reported outcomes like C. diff infection. Um, so, you know, making sure that you don't already have that or looking at ways to mitigate that being an outcome when you're taking it is really important. Some of the side effects of rifaximin are things like passing gas, stomach pain, straining while passing a stool, so potentially a bit of constipation, bloating, black tarry stools, dizziness or lightheadedness, muscle spasms, rapid breathing. Um, some patients might get rid of short of breath or even have trouble sleeping. So when you're taking and you're doing a round of rifaximin, some of those things can happen. Um, and that's really individualized to the patient. And also um, what I've read a lot about is the longer you're, like the more you take it, um, the less you kind of adapt, I suppose, to that medication. So those kind of symptoms uh, while taking it kind of reduce in most patients. So, you know, there are some drawbacks and side effects of using um, rifaximin, which needs to be considered for the patient. And when we compare that to herbal medicines, and this is what I love so much about our herbs, you know, and I probably am a little bit biased here. I'm a naturopath. I am a nutritionist and I just have a love for herbs. So I'm always going to naturally try herbal medicines before anything else, you know, and they are clinically effective. Like I've seen it in so many different patients that they can actually make 
patients become free of SIBO. Um, and the good thing about the herbs is that they don't have a lot of side effects and they don't, you know, have consequences like a risk of C. diff infection as well. So there's some really important things to consider. Depending on what herbal medicine we're using, there can be effects on the microbiome in the large bowel. So not all of our herbs are selective to the small intestine like the medication Rifaximin. And we as practitioners always need to make sure that we're considering that. But I would say that, you know, with every single patient who gets diagnosed with SIBO through our clinic, um, we are using herbal medicines as our first point of treatment and we're getting really great results. And I was recently putting together a training for practitioners. It was actually um, on treating SIBO in children and I came across this really cool study. It's a very small scale study, but unfortunately we don't have a lot of at what clinical data and research on herbal medicines. It's always something that we're needing more of. Um, so any type of data that shows outcomes like what I'm going to discuss is really awesome. So the research article showed that there was 46% of the participants in this study had a negative uh, follow-up lactulose breath test. So that's the test that we use, um, to one of the tests that we use for testing placebo. And after the th herbal therapy that they were using in this study, 46 of the participants had a negative lactulose breath test after taking herbs compared to only 34% of rifaximin users. So that's showing um, a higher percentage of the patients enrolled in this study study actually had better outcomes when they took herbs compared to rifaximin medication. But what I also found really fascinating was they took the study another step further and they what they did is they actually then took 14 um, of the 41 people who were taking rifaximin and didn't respond and they gave them the herbal medicine therapy given to the other group and eight of the 14 then went on and also got a negative lactulose breath test after completing the herbal therapy. So this really does highlight the, the effectiveness that herbal medicines can be really having on, on our patients. And what I also love about the herbal medicines is that they don't just have a primary action of treating the SIBO and removing the bacteria. Often they're also you know, got properties in them that are reducing inflammation or helping the immune system, whether that's, you know, modular. I love the word modulating with these immune um, herbs because they're, they're so clever. They know whether the immune system needs to be, you know, quietened down and calmed down or upregulated to help fight infections and things like that. Um, and some herbs have primary, secondary, third actions some of them are like working on the gut but they're also working on calming your stomach and calming your brain for example so what we tend to see with our herbal medicines is this beautiful holistic synergistic thing that happens and it's not just producing your bloating improving your constipation making you have less diarrhea but it's also reducing your stress, reducing your anxiety, improving your immune system, reducing systemic and bodily inflammation. And I just think that is what is so cool about herbs. And 
is this what gives a better response like in this study over rifaximin because rifaximin is a targeted therapy specifically for the small intestine um, and I know they have done some studies on its effect in other conditions and um, like cognition and, and brain function in, in some animal studies and things like that. So I'm sure that there are some other benefits to taking uh, rifaximin uh, that do extend beyond just being gut focused, but I wouldn't say they are as extensive as what, you know, our herbs can be. So it's just super empowering, I suppose, to know that we can be using something that is natural, doesn't have side effects, doesn't have consequences like a potential C. diff infection, um, and it, it it gives really great results. Um, we see it all the time in our clinic. Hello, this is just a quick break from today's episode to chat to you about how we would love to help you with your IBS, SIBO or gut health issues. Are you currently struggling to find relief from the daily struggles of IBS or SIBO? We would love to help your journey and we're here to offer a guiding hand. Through the Nourish Gut program, we have created a transformative experience tailored for people who navigate busy lives filled with demanding responsibilities. If you've been grappling with frequent bloating, abdominal pain, irregular bowel movements and food sensitivities, finding lasting relief might seem like an overwhelming feat. We understand the frustration and confusion that can come along with managing your gut health amidst the complexities of your daily life. But fret not, as you don't have to face this journey alone, our program is designed to empower you with evidence-based recommendations and personalised guidance, allowing you to overcome your symptoms and regain control of your health without resorting to lifelong restrictive diets. Imagine a life where you can enjoy food without the fear, free from debilitating effects of digestive discomfort. Picture yourself revitalised full of energy and ready to embrace life's opportunity with a restored zest for life. With a minimum three-month commitment, the Nourish Gut program offers a high level of support, including one-on-one -on -one appointments, one-on-one -on -one messaging, weekly group calls, and detailed reviews of your progress weekly. We really, really are passionate about the support that you get through our program. And additional to that, our exclusive online portal is brimming with videos and resources, providing you with all of the tools that you need to accelerate your progress. Our team of highly trained naturopaths and nutritionists, all specializing in IBS and SIBO, is dedicated to guiding you through the complexities of your digestive health issues. Join a supportive community of like-minded individuals who share your struggles and aspirations for long-term solutions that extend beyond restrictive diets. Your health journey is worth investing in and we're here to be your compassionate partners every step of the way. To find the link to the Nourish Gut program, just visit the show notes for this episode, complete the inquiry form to become one of our clients and receive a special offer on the program. I would love to welcome you. So I did want to share with you some real life examples of how we're primarily using herbs, but one of the stories is a patient that actually did use rifaximin, which you'll find really interesting. Um, so the first patient is um, Natalie, um, and she has been working with us for probably nearly a year. Um, 
she's quite a complex case with uh, thyroid uh, disorder, um, came to us primarily with constipation. Um, and throughout her treatment, she has only done herbal medicines in different rounds at different times and retested her SIBO in between each round of herbal treatment. And really excitingly, she has recently become SIBO-free simply by using herbal medicine as the primary therapeutic um, in treatment. We do obviously do other things, <laughs> like she's been on the SIBO food roadmap, taking prebiotics, probiotics, treating her underlying cause of, you know, poor motility and underfunctioning thyroid. So it has taken a little bit longer for this patient um, for her own personal reasons. Everyone's really different. Another patient, her name's Victoria, and similar, she did multiple rounds of herbs first for her SIBO treatment and was getting good responses and reduction. And then we kind of said, okay, well, maybe in your case we'd be interested in trying Rifaximin. And so she decided um, that that's what she wanted to do. And it was really interesting while she was doing it. And this isn't always the case. Like I have had patients take Rifaximin and feel completely fine. Um, but for Victoria, while she was taking it, she, you know, had kind of like a flare up in a lot of her symptoms. And even post-treatment of Rifaximin um, just didn't feel as good as when she was taking herbs. She did actually become SIBO-free after taking the Rifaximin, but she had also had done multiple rounds of herbs prior to that as well. And so when you're doing rounds of SIBO treatment, each time your SIBO levels and gas levels should be reducing, and that's why you're doing multiple rounds and that's what was happening with her. And it happened to be that Rifaximin was the last thing that she effectively did that got her SIBO free. But it wasn't the only thing in her case either. Um, and we also did some microbiome testing and found some other things that we then needed to start working on because unlike Natalie, Natalie became pretty much symptom free. She still has ongoing thyroid stuff that can kind of mess around and give her, you know, constipation here and there. Uh, Victoria just didn't feel great. Um, we kind of ended and she was almost like in shock that she was SIBO free because she just, things stirred up. So we had to do some ongoing work and really worked on her microbiome and found a few things in her large intestine that we then needed to work on. Um, and, you know, even we've been doing some uh, gut-related hypnotherapy techniques on her and she's finally reporting to us just in the last week or two that she's getting some really great responses with that as well. So the final example that I want to give you is really mind-blowing. It's just such a great example of how effective herbs can be. And I just love it. I like I just love that, you know, this is what I went to university to study and it's giving people amazing clinical outcomes. It's giving them their life back. Um, and it's natural. <laughs> like I just, I just absolutely love it. It just gets me so excited when we get results like this. So she did one round of SIBO treatment. She had hydrogen and methane positive SIBO. 
Um, and what was really interesting was that her levels dropped after one round. I think it may have been about six weeks of herbal medicine. Her gas levels for methane dropped by 50 ppm after just one round of herbs, showing us how freaking awesome herbs can be, right? And and this is when you're getting the right herbs for the right type of SIBO. Interestingly, her when we did a retest, her hydrogen levels did actually go up a little bit because methanogens consume hydrogen. Once we got, we had such a rapid reduction in methane and like 50 ppm is quite an outstanding response for one round of treatment. Generally, you'd kind of expect 30, a reduction of around 30. And it wasn't just 50, it was 50 something ppm, was over 50 ppm. So I wasn't shocked that her hydrogen levels had gone up a little bit because there wasn't as many of those methanogen there uh, consuming the hydrogen. So they went up, even though we were treating the hydrogen as well. It was just such a big response for this patient. She then went on and did the a round of the elemental diet, which is a whole other thing that you can use for the treatment of SIBO. And she is like so close to being SIBO free and her hydrogen levels actually came down. Her methane levels dropped again. And so we've decided that we're going to do another round of herbs with her. But it's just really exciting, really, really exciting. And this is a patient who, you know, wasn't pooing at all. She was going you know, seven to 10 days without passing a stool and a whole host of other symptoms. And she's now going every day. It's just, it's, it's just life-changing and it's so rewarding as a practitioner um, to see this happening all through the use of herbs as an alternative therapy to needing medication. I do want to kind of note here as well that these results are all from patients who are on our Nourish Gut program. And therefore, it isn't just the herbs that are giving them these results. You know, we've created the Nourish Gut program as um, a package of services with consults, with group calls, with a very high review of progress and accountability. And it's not uncommon for us to speak to these patients three, four, four, maybe five times in a week to touch base with them, to monitor how they're going, to troubleshoot how they're feeling. Um, when we work with them like this, we're able to, to know when something's not progressing how it should be and make changes and coach them so that we get these great results. And they're not just taking the herbs, they're taking other things that are specific to them and their type of SIBO. It's treating the underlying cause of their SIBO. And they're also doing the SIBO food roadmap dietary therapy that I created for patients with IBS and SIBO. So I guess I just wanted to mention that, you know, just going out and, you know, jumping online and going to a pharmacy and just buying herbs and doing your own research and trying to treat this all on your own isn't the answer. You know, we are highly trained naturopaths, nutritionists and we assess and dissect all of the research and make sure that what we are doing is going to be effective. And it's the combination of all of these things that actually get these patients results, not just the herbs. So I just wanted to kind of finish and wrap up today with that. And if you are interested um, in the Nourish Gut program, please book a gut health call with us. Um, we would absolutely love to chat with you and talk you through 
you know, what you may have already been doing as part of your SIBO treatment and help you decide what the next best step for you is. We have many people come to us who have, you know, felt like they've tried it all and spent lots of money on trying to become SIBO free um, and not get those results. So um, you haven't tried it all until you have spoken to us and you can just simply book a gut health call and have a chat to us and work out if we're the right people to help you. So that is all for today. I hope that that has been educational, enlightening, empowering, inspiring. And if you are someone who's suffering from SIBO, I just really recommend that you keep going. Like, Don't give up. Like, You will get there. Sometimes it just takes longer than you want and that's okay. And when you get the right treatment, the right support and the right practitioners, you'll get there. I promise. We've seen it time and time again. All right, guys, take care and I'll speak to you in the next episode. Bye. Did you like what you heard? Leave us a review. If you'd like to learn more about my Nourish Gut program or the Nourish Gut Kids membership, head over to my website. Would you like to be a part of a community that gets it? Join our Facebook group, Nourish Gut Community, or come and follow me over on Instagram. All of these links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast.